Well, good day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on Newstalk ZB and a sillier package. I'm Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, Sustainable New Zealand. Does it have a snowball's chance? Uh, what is fuel tankering? And what does Mike Hosking think about it? And also, uh, I'm going to give you exclusive behind-the-scenes intimate details of Mike Hosking's finances this morning as well. Uh, But before any of that, uh, the education reform isn't going to be as reformed as Labour made out it was going to be. It's not not all that reformy. But in saying they've listened, have they really? Or has, once again, the spectre of New Zealand first and its tail wagging the dog influence been brought to bear? If it's the latter, and let's be frank it is, they'll start crying about it, which leaves Labour where? A party that increasingly can't get any of their ideological theory across the line, a party that looks increasingly ineffective, which is good. Given if they were effective, farmers would be in the ETS and we'd be paying a CGT. And further, you might well argue it's a good ad for MMP in an era where the small parties have dropped like flies, as we were talking about at the beginning of the programme, and 90% of voters these days support either Labour or National. These moves by New Zealand First are a sign that the ebb and flow of power in a genuine coalition, can in fact, to some degree, work. And to be fair to Labour, even on days of political and policy humiliation like this, they don't whine about it, there's no bitching. It's another rat, they swallow it, and seemingly carry on. So good news for schools, good news for parents, good news for New Zealand first, tough day for Labour. But why stop at schools, eh? What about the politics? If the ideology of centralisation doesn't work in schools, why does it still apply to ITOs and politics? Like schools, not all politics have trouble in the ITOs. The ITOs are widely seen as successful. How does Labour, with any credibility, scrap one idea while implementing the same thing elsewhere? Do we have to make another call to New Zealand first? If, if, if it's true, and it certainly, like even before they were a government, it seemed like New Zealand first had all the power. If that's true, why don't we just vote for them and leave the other guys out of it? Uh, I'm not saying vote for New Zealand first. I'm just saying if that's what's ended up happening anyway. And if we don't want that, don't vote for them at all. Hey, um, so Sustainable New Zealand, uh, very embarrassing. I've been calling it Sustainability New Zealand all week. Here's the bit that commentators and observers seem to have forgotten as I've listened and read reaction to this new party. They should do a deal, seems to be the common advice. Really? A party that is claiming it sits in the middle and can do business with National or Labour, who are they doing a deal with? National or Labour? And in doing a deal with them, where does that leave the other side apart from aggrieved? No, there are no deals. There can't be a deal if you claim to be a middle party. There are only two ways in. One, 5%, and to be honest, they won't come close. History shows us no one comes close enough. Not even the Christians, either with Capel or Craig. And the Christian movement has been there for exploiting forever. So who's Vernon exploiting? A few greenies on the fringes of major parties, maybe. Uh, A few true environmentalists on the fringe of the otherwise communist Green Party. But 5%, as little as it sounds as a number, is in fact a massive hurdle when it comes to votes. No, two is their only hope. Two is someone high profile in an electorate that stands a real chance of winning it. And then, if you're a betting person and you bet against either option going their way uh, and it doesn't work this time round, does the collective survive past the selection? Is this a one-shot go? And if not, what are we left with? Think about this. Virtually 90% of the population these days backs Labour and the Nats. Almost as though MMP was a folly we tinkered with 25 years ago for sport, but have slowly but surely woken up to realise is a failed system, a flawed example, and something the numbers clearly show we have almost by osmosis 
rejected. Mm, see, that's one of those ones where I feel like it was all just leading up to him using the word osmosis. Like it was on his word of the day calendar and he just was trying to find a way to... He should have called it the Tava Party. I mean, this is why I was confused. It's not sustainability in New Zealand, sustainable New Zealand. It's too much of a mouthful. Tava Party, get your Tava on. It's Tava time. Come on. Uh, what is fuel tankering? Let's find out. British Airways... Uh, Panorama, the you know the documentary program, uh, British Airways, as a result of one of these programs, has launched this review into what they call fuel tankering. This is in the airline industry, fuel tankering, and this is where planes are filled with extra fuel to avoid paying higher prices for refueling at the destination airports. And they worked out there's extra annual emissions in this. They've worked out that planes generated an extra eighteen thousand tons of carbon dioxide. So all the all the greenies will go. <gasps> What are we going to do? Well, maybe we need to stop fuel tankering. Now, here's your problem. You can stop fuel tankering if you want, no problem at all. But what was the business doing it for in the first place? To save money. If they don't save money, who's paying the bill? You are. Next time you buy an airline ticket, you're paying the bill. So all of this is fine and well. If you want to, if you want to prioritise saving the planet at all costs, no problem at all. But there's a bill that comes with it. And the, the bill is in every single aspect of your life because there is nothing we do that doesn't involve transportation of some nature. And transportation is all run by, doesn't have to be for always, but for now it is, transportation is run by fossil fuels. So work it out. Do you want the cost of living to be more expensive or not? It's our call, I guess, isn't it? I would like it to be less expensive, please. Thank you. I mean, obviously, if we can still have a planet at the end of it, not ideal, but less expensive. In fact, uh, there are a lot of things to be worried about money-wise, like the cost of changing banks. And I'm not talking the cost in money. I'm talking about the cost in time, if you're Mike Hosking. By the way, I, I was in the business of changing banks until I got the paperwork. Can I just say the reason that no one changes banks is because of the paperwork? My God. Why would you buy? Because I'm reading yesterday, there's uh, apparently now's the time to switch banks. And I wasn't switching banks because now's a good time to switch banks. But um, they're offering you cash. Some banks are offering you money. They will give you money, literally give you money to swap banks. Are these these negative interest rates I keep hearing No, about? they're not the negative oh. interest rates, but they're low interest rates. But then they'll just give you money to swap banks. And so anyway, we, we, I called a few people the other day and we're talking about swapping banks. And oh, my God. The paperwork that's required to swap, the, 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 the Nobel Prize for Economics next year is to be awarded to the person who makes swapping banks easy. I, at my stage of life, without giving too much away about my personal details, don't really need to worry about paying the power bill. Therefore, when the bank says we'll need three of your pay slips, I think, pugger off. How, I'm not giving you my pay slips, you weirdos. Anyway, so pages after pages of pages of pages of stuff you've got to fill out. It would take, I've worked out that one of the banks is offering $3,000 cash back. And I reckon that would equate to about $12.50 an hour for the amount of time required to fill out the paperwork. So in other words, it's less than the minimum wage to swap banks. And it's no wonder that people don't, because one of the great criticisms of life is people going, I hate my bank, I hate my telco, but no one ever changes. And the reason is, it's too hard to change. It's too difficult. And one, interestingly enough, in this case, they make it too hard to do it. The people who want your business make it so hard that you go, you know what? I really just can't be bothered. So it behooves them, does it not, maybe to hand out less cash and provide you with more people. Why don't they provide you with a person 
like secretarial services for number of hours to go, well, we're going to send somebody around here and we're going to do it all for you. And then we're going to tidy it up and put it in a nice envelope and file it on your behalf. And the next thing you know, you're going to have a whole lot of bank accounts all set to go and all you have to do is sign at the bottom of a piece of paper. Why don't they think that up? Why do I have to come up with all the good ideas? And if this does turn out to be the Nobel Prize winning economics idea next year, remember where you well, heard it I first. Think, I think you'll need to, in order for that to happen, you'll need to know whether going from $10 to $17 is more than 70%. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. And also, when you said that you don't have to worry about paying your power bill. No. Does that mean you're not paying your power bill? Actually, that could be it. I'm so divorced from my finances, I literally have no idea what's going on. Maybe that's why they asked to see my pay. <laughs> I mean, I cannot be the only one who thought that. It was like, oh, life's just got so complicated for Mike, financially wise, and, and, and those rarefied ears. Little things like, I don't know, paying the power bill. It's just not worth worrying about. And then you've got this nagging suspicion that at the power company, they go, ah, oh, Mike Hosking hasn't paid his power bill. And and the boss says, ah, oh, that's Mike. Let's not worry about it. Let's not make too much of a... I'm sure that's not what happens, but I just... Sometimes you just feel like that stuff's going on. I mean, I could just ask him, I guess. But like he's just said, he doesn't know, does he? Uh, I'm Glenn ZB. That was the weird and wacky and wonderful world of Mike Hosking for another morning. And me, really. I'm, I'm sort of poke my head in and then quickly withdraw it. I, I'm Glenn ZB. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more uh, wonderful, wacky weirdness. Listener.